Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Breakdown with the American Legislative Exchange Council. I'm Lars Daleside, and with me today is the Director of Alex Tax and Fiscal Policy Task Force, Nick Stark. And he's here to discuss TABOR, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. Nick, welcome to Breakdown. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying, what the heck is Tabor and how does it apply to me? So what is Tabor? Yeah. So if you're not a Coloradan, you don't really know. You might not even know what Tabor is. Um, some Coloradans don't even know what Tabor is, <laughs> apart from they sometimes get these magical checks in their you know direct deposit or in the mail uh, that give them a refund every year. Uh, tax Tabor is the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights um, that basically says government can't grow by a certain percentage every year. And there's a formula for how that percentage is, is calculated and everything. And you say that's government cannot grow. Government spending cannot grow. Okay. Yeah. So it puts a cap on how much government spending can grow. And in addition to that, tax revenues. And it says, basically, once you hit that cap, you you can't increase your spending based on just laws that you passed. Um, you can't garner more tax revenue because of that. Basically, you have to spend within your means. That sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing, which think. is sort of surprising that a government would pass such a thing, yeah. being that it's reasonable. Yeah. Well, so this this goes back a couple decades, 30 years. We celebrated the uh, 30th anniversary last year uh, in November of the, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights being passed on the ballot in Colorado. Okay. Um, and basically what you had is in the, the, the mid to late 80s uh, and early 90s, you had a really good fiscally responsible uh, legislature in Colorado that put several things on the ballot, um, including I, I think they they cut and flattened the, the tax rate out there. Um, but one of the other things they put on there was Tabor and it does just that. They said future generations might not be as fiscally responsible as we are. So we've got to cap that. We've got to make sure that there's there's restraints to uh, you know keep the size of government down. Do I talk about some foresight, yeah. thinking that <laughs> there's a chance that future politicians might want to spit, might not want to spend within yeah. their limits? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know the joke we always say around here, uh, particularly in relation to Congress, is what's the difference between a drunken sailor and Congress? Well, a drunken sailor stops when the money runs out, right? Or stops spending when the money runs out. And uh, you can say that the same same logic applies to politicians that really want to expand government and their their programs and their spending. You know, they don't necessarily stop when the money runs out. So it's a good it's a good check on that. Okay. So I was actually when I knew we were going to do this particular interview, I reached out to a few friends in Tabor in Tabor. I reached out to a few friends in Colorado and asked if they knew about Tabor. Uh, one did, one didn't, and the one who didn't uh, told him about it was the property tax thing. He's like, oh, that, sure, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. So they've heard about that, but why don't they actually know about it? That's a great question. Um, it's a very wonky thing um, to, to know about um, unless you know, you're know you paying attention to government left and right. Um, like I said, it's it's really when people hear about Tabor, it's because there's an attack on it at the uh, state you know legislature level. Um, they're either trying to put something on the ballot to undermine Tabor or there's a court case that comes up. And uh, I think it's we, we've talked about this a couple of times. When you hear Tabor, you go, what the heck is Tabor? Um, so it's almost better to use the taxpayer's bill of rights in explaining it because it really is something that uh, protects the taxpayers. And when people hear that, they go, oh, this must be a good thing. And yeah, it is a great thing. Um, oh, I, would, I would always be worried if uh, 
if you hear from the government, they're here to protect you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to protect. <laughs> right. But but right now, the, the reason that we're doing this is because there's a proposition, Proposition HH, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of several attacks that have happened to Tabor along the line. And I guess in a sense, what we're seeing is that the there are certain people who are trying to take advantage of the public's ignorance yeah. of what Tabor is. So real quickly, what is HH? Yeah, so HH is a um, piece of, really, we'll go back to what the legislature did this year because the legislature is the one that put it on the ballot. Um, it's was this bill that they rammed through very last minute, the legislature, um, like the last dying weeks of session. Um, and then the, the governor, Jared Polis, signed it. Um, and basically what it does is it offers this, it dangles this temporary tax cut that is very small, very, very small on property taxes. Everybody hates property taxes. So it's this very small property tax cut in, um, as a, it dangles it out there and, and what they offer in return or what you, they get in return. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through it a little bit, um, is this growth of the budget year over year. So it's a little, it's a little wonky. You got to dive into how Tabor works a little bit. Tabor, the formula, um, every year says you can grow the budget by population plus inflation growth. So it's just the raw percentages. If you get a population growth of 1% and a inflation growth of 2%, which would be great. I don't know if you checked inflation, but last time I checked it, it was like, you know, 6% or something. Um, but if you get 1% and 2% for both of those, that's the budget can grow 3%. Your your tax collection and your budget can grow 3%. Simple enough to understand. Simple enough. Yeah. When people hear inflation plus or population plus inflation, they get all you know, oh, that I don't know what that means. Well, it's, it's really simple. It's just simple math. Um, what the legislature wants to do is offer this property tax cut, quotations around that, in exchange for a 1% increase annually to their budget and tax collection. Over time, it could be this really, really, you know, terrible thing uh, where, you know, so say, that, say to use our kind of numbers there, the 1 plus 2%, um, that could be 4% next year. And you might not think, okay, that's that's not a lot of government spending. But when I think um, our our friends over at the uh, at one of the think tanks out there in Colorado, Ben Murray, um, did some math on this, and it shows that in a decade from now, that's potentially two billion dollars in foregone Tabor refunds uh, that could have gone back to the taxpayers. And the, and that's that's how when when government collects tax revenue over their spending limit then they have to return that money to the people. So that's potentially $2 billion a year that could have gone back to the taxpayers. $2 billion that the taxpayers of Colorado could have been spending on their homes, on their kids' yeah, education, yeah. on the clothes, on food, on that, rent. It was rightfully theirs to begin with. <laughs> but there is no limits. You're saying there are no limits on this, and they're just going to keep on pushing and pushing this. And- I don't know. It makes me wonder. It's like, how do they get away with it? Is it just because the people aren't that engaged? Yeah, yeah. To an extent, it's it is the ignorance um, on what what Tabor is, uh, and I think they're you know, it's it's good to do things like this, talk about what Tabor is, and break it down very simply. Because the more that people know about it, the more they know how much of a good deal they're already getting, and how much of a raw deal certain things like here's a very temporary, very small tax rate, you know, property tax rate cut. Um, what that really does short term and how that undermines them long term. 
Well, unfortunately, we definitely have proven to be a population that enjoys mm-hmm. the short-term fix over the long-term crusade. Exactly. And it's it's worth mentioning, a, a lot of people don't know this, but the, the spending constraint that Tabor has been over the last 30 years has really kept Colorado competitive when it comes to um, economic competitiveness with other states. We talk about that a lot in rich states, poor states, where um, you have Colorado maintaining a relatively good or a very good, actually, um, economic outlook ranking at one point in time they were number two overall behind only utah because apparently nobody can overthrow utah <laughs> on that utah just <laughs> such a great place but um you have colorado that was once number two this year they they reached their lowest ranking um that is i think in the mid to low 20s somewhere in there um so they're just they're continuing to fall because of this this incentive to um, continually increase progressive policy pushes that increase the size of government that um, undermine fiscal responsibility and and really take more money from the taxpayers. Um, over the last thirty years, it's been Tabor that's been kind of standing in the way of that. Well, it makes you wonder. Overall, it's it's not only the fact of that they're expanding. How much they're spending it's what are they actually spending all of this on crazy stuff so things to look out for on the ballot this fall in colorado okay well nick thank you for joining us today and i hope you come back soon for Thanks another much. edition of breakdown thank you